Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are in John chapter 10, and we're going to be speaking about and studying the Good Shepherd. Now, we were in John chapter 9 in the last session, and it was in that chapter that the Pharisees professed to be the guides and the shepherds of the people. But Jesus plainly told them that uh, they're sinners, they're in sin, and they had a great need of repentance. And the Pharisees, of course, they didn't feel like they needed to. They thought that they were they were right. Well, they're not right. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it's only through Christ that we can receive forgiveness of sins and be granted an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith, which is in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, he charged them with being blind. Uh, he also charged them with being deceived and the thinking that because of their piety, that uh, that they had uh, an inside um, favor with God. But we don't. God treats all of us the same. Amen. And so what you want and what I want to get out of the person of Jesus Christ depends upon our diligence and what we want. Amen. We can have whatever we want. If we want revival, we can have revival. If we want salvation, we can have salvation. God offers all of these things to us uh, through Jesus, who is uh, the Chief shepherd of our souls. Amen. Praise God. And so Jesus in this chapter, he's going to delineate between the true shepherd and the hireling. So uh, we're going to look into the word of God today. And but before we do that, let's just go ahead and and let's have a word of prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you today. Now, Lord, reveal to us the good shepherd. Holy Spirit, reveal to us what a good shepherd is. Reveal to us Jesus, and Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, John uh, chapter 10, beginning in verse 1. Notice, now Jesus has already talked to the Pharisees. He told them that, uh, you know, if you were blind, you would not have sin, but you see, but you say you see, so therefore your sin uh, remains. So, Jesus now begins in John chapter 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, this speaks to me of two things. Number one, he's speaking specifically to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Uh, They're trying to get to heaven by some other way. And Jesus is basically telling them there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through me. Now, there are many that are involved in many, many different types of religion that don't recognize Jesus as the Savior and as the Lord. They're trying to get into heaven. They're they're What they are are thieves and robbers. This is what Jesus is saying. Amen. There's only one way to get into the presence of the Father, and that's through the Son. So Jesus here is insinuating that the scribes and the Pharisees They fancy themselves to be the keepers of the fold of Israel, but truly they're nothing but thieves and robbers. They're in it for themselves. And so that's quite an indictment upon the religious world. The religious world is here for a purpose. Amen. 
But if we're not following our shepherd, we're not fulfilling that purpose. And of course, you know, Jesus is our example. He, he was not a shepherd for his own benefit. Uh, he was a shepherd for the lost sheep of the house of Israel and for those who would come after. That's you and me. This is what ministry is based upon. It's based upon serving others and not just ourselves. Verse two says, but he, Jesus said this now, but he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And there's only one door. There's only one door that enters into the sheepfold. And that door is Jesus. Now, the tabernacle in the Old Testament had only one door. That's how you went in and that's how you came out. That door represents the Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. So he is the door uh, to oh, glory to God. Oh, that just blesses me. He is the door to the sheepfold. Now, verse three, to him, the porter or the gatekeeper, we could use both terms to him. The board, the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. That is a tremendous verse of scripture. First of all, we've got to find out who is the gatekeeper. Well, the gatekeeper is the father. He is the initiator of the plan of redemption. Well, who is Jesus? Jesus, he's the executor of the plan of redemption. Well, then who is the spirit? The spirit is the revealer of the plan. He is the one that makes the plan of redemption real to your heart and to my heart. Amen. And he does that through uh, the new birth. So the initiator of the plan of redemption is God, the father. And the only person to whom he qualifies to be the one to execute the plan of redemption is his son, the only begotten son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice this also. Notice this verse. He calls his own sheep by name. If you're born again, if you are a child of God, God knows you by name. Amen. Now, he's going to give you a new name, but presently he knows you by your name. He knows you personally. He knows everything about you. The hairs of your head, he has numbered. He knows you're going out. He knows you're coming in again. He knew you before you were ever conceived, before you were ever known and recognized in your mama's womb. He knew you. He knows everything about you. Amen. Now you be saying, how could anybody who knows me love me? Listen, God made a choice and that choice was to love you like you are. Amen. Loved you enough that he knows what he wants to do with you. Before you ever made a decision what you were going to do about Jesus, Jesus had already made a decision what he was going to do about you. That's the reason why he went to the cross. He did it for you. He did it for me. Praise God. Aren't you glad that being part of God's sheep, you hear his voice? You see, there's billions of people in the world today that are being called out by the gospel but they don't respond. They don't hear his voice. See, this makes you something special in this world because you have heard his voice, because you have responded, because you have allowed the Savior 
to lead you out. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You hear his voice. Amen. Now, there is a time where God's going to call us out. He, Jesus is going to lead us out. That's called the rapture. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So all that hear his voice, hearing the voice of the good shepherd on that day, they will be received unto him. Praise God. He's going to shout. Well, what about people who call themselves Christians, but they're living in sin? Well, when this time comes, they're not going to hear his voice. Because they are not part of God's sheepfold. How do I know that? Well, because the Bible tells us that God separates us out of this world into the kingdom of his own dear son. Sin is in the world. Sin is not in the kingdom of God. Now, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We've all made mistakes. We've all fallen. But we know this, that when we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. Amen. See, that's part of the victory that Jesus had granted us through his shed blood. Praise God. Amen. We are not to sin. We are not to live in sin. John said this, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if, not when, if, and if any man sin, if anyone misses the mark, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Praise God. Verse 4 says, and when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. So when Jesus, the good shepherd, brings out the sheep, he goes before them. He doesn't go behind them. He goes before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. So I want to ask you a question. Is Jesus your shepherd today? Are you following him? Do you know his voice? Do you know the voice of the good shepherd? And are you following his voice? Well, if you are, if you know the voice of the good shepherd and you're following his voice, guess what you qualify for? You qualify for being taken out. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Just remember, though, that it's the father that initiates this plan. He initiated the plan of redemption before the, he ever created these worlds, before he ever created the universe. He already had you in mind. Praise God. And he sent his son in the fullness of time to execute this plan. And because you have heard the gospel, because you responded to the gospel, the spirit, it was the spirit working in you and with you to reveal God's plan. Amen. And guess what? You responded. You yielded. You asked Christ to come into your heart and life. Praise God. Amen. He did all of this on credit. He did every bit of it on credit. He did it. He allowed you, amen, to come into this kingdom. And now you're going to have to keep yourself spotted, unspotted. Praise God. 
Verse five says, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. Now, those that are the true sheep of the shepherd, they'll hear the voice of the shepherd. They'll follow the voice of the shepherd. And of course, that voice is the, is the spirit of the living God. And they're not going to follow the voice of a stranger. Who is the voice of the stranger? That's the devil. That's this postmodern culture. It's the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. God's true sheep are not going to follow the voice of the stranger. So the essentials of being one of God's sheep are this. Number one, God's sheep hear his voice. God's sheep follow him. That means following his word. That means whatever Jesus says do, we do to the best of our ability. Amen. And that's why we are to study the word of God every day. We're to study the word of God all the time because you don't know everything that's in the word of God. I don't know everything that's in the word of God. That's why we study. We want to study to know what Jesus is requiring of us. Praise God. That's what causes us to go deeper into him. Amen. Is the word of God hearing and doing the word of God. So God's sheep hear his voice. God's sheep follow the shepherd. And also God's sheep know his voice. Amen. They know his voice. A lot of times you're walking down the street and you'll hear somebody calling your name. You have absolutely no idea who it is. You got to turn around and see who that person is that's calling out to you. But there are times when somebody calls your name, you know that voice. Why? Because he's your friend. He's somebody that you communicate with. And so you don't have to turn around to find out who it is that's calling you. You know exactly who it is. You see? God's sheep that follow the shepherd, not only do they hear his voice, but they also know his voice. And the fourth thing that we can see about God's sheep is that they will flee from the stranger. In other words, they'll flee from sin. They'll flee from the world. They'll flee from the from the flesh. They'll flee from the devil. Now, the flesh always gives us a hard time. Amen. We're just with that's the part of us that hasn't been redeemed yet. But we're continually or we should be continually on a daily basis putting flesh to death. Amen. Dying daily. Amen. So that we might pick up the cross and follow Jesus every day. Amen. Now, verse six says this, this parable spake Jesus unto them that they understood not what things they were, which he spake to them. In other words, those who heard Jesus and those who heard this parable, they had absolutely no understanding what he meant. Why? Because they don't have ears to hear. There's a lot that Jesus has said that people with that many people don't have any idea what he's talking about. It's because they don't have they have not been given ears to hear. And the reason why they haven't been given ears to hear is because they've closed their heart. They do not want to understand. So. God's sheep will flee from the stranger. And also they will understand the things that Jesus is saying. God will give them understanding. Amen. 
Now, Jesus says this in verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. He is saying, I am the door of the sheep. He's saying, I am the good shepherd. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, I am the true vine. And then Jesus says this in John 10, verse 8, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep sheep did not hear them. Now that's quite a statement. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. In other words, all those that are not part of the sheepfold of the good shepherd, but yet insist on being leaders, they're nothing more than thieves and robbers. Anyone who attacks the sheep and any shepherd who allows anyone to attack his sheep is a thief and a robber. Jesus will absolutely not allow his sheep, amen, to be attacked. He'll protect them. He'll keep them. Now, we see a lot throughout the history of the church, God's sheep, amen, being martyred for their witness. But they're still protected. They are. Because to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. The devil cannot take your salvation away from you. You have to give it up. But now if you keep it, you'll keep it unto eternal life. Amen. The Jewish leadership, they didn't know the father. They had no idea. They studied the word endlessly, but never came to a relationship with the father. If they had known the Father, then they would have fallen in love with Jesus because Jesus came. He is the perfect example and representation of the Father. Jesus said himself, the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. Amen. So if you know Jesus, then you know him. Praise God. Amen. Verse 9 of John chapter 10, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. Notice that. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. What's Jesus talking about here? He's talking about the new birth. He's talking about becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're not going to know the new birth through church membership. You and I will not. And we will not know the new birth just by doing good works. We come to the new birth through one, and that's through Jesus. He is the good shepherd. And that's how we become the sheep of his sheepfold. Amen. Praise God. All right, now the psalmist tells us what the qualities of a good shepherd are. Number one, he lays his life down. He lays. He causes his sheep to lie down in green pastures. He leads them beside the still waters. He restores their soul. He leads them in the paths of righteousness, and he will be with them, and he will comfort them. That's a good shepherd. That's what a good shepherd does towards his sheep. Notice he makes them to lie down in green pastures. 
He leads them beside the still waters. He restores their soul. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the shepherd always leads them in the paths of righteousness. He doesn't lead them into sin. He doesn't get behind the pulpit and teach them things that are not in the word of God. No, he leads them in the paths of righteousness. In other words, he preaches the word of God to them and he teaches them the word of God. And the good shepherd, a good shepherd will always be with his sheep and will always comfort the sheep. Notice what Jesus says here in John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, the sheep, that the sheep, his sheep might have life and that his sheep might have it more abundantly. So the good shepherd gives to the sheep abundant life. Now, there are six. There are seven things in here that Jesus says are the marks of the good shepherd. Amen. The the good shepherd speaks to the sheep. The good shepherd causes the sheep to follow him. The good shepherd makes sure that the sheep know his voice. The good shepherd will always be to them the ability to flee from the stranger. They recognize his voice. They do not recognize the voice of a stranger. They'll flee from the stranger. The good shepherd, he is the door of the sheep. He's the one that causes sheep to come and to find pasture. In other words, to get born again. The good shepherd is the door. That's how people enter in and get saved through that shepherd. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the seventh thing a good shepherd is, is that he gives to his sheep abundant life. Amen. Hallelujah. He teaches them. He loves them. He ministers to them. He's always there for them. And then Jesus says this in verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That's another great quality of a good shepherd. Amen. But now verse 12, but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own sheep are not sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. So Jesus here is drawing a difference between his ministry and the ministry of the Pharisees. They say, but they don't do. Jesus says and does. If you're a man of the word of God, then you're going to say and you're going to do. You're going to act upon the word of God. The Pharisees, they were guilty of scattering the sheep. Jesus gathers the sheep. It's the devil that scatters. It's, the G- it's Jesus that brings the sheep together. So if there's division in the church, know right then it's not God. It's not the spirit of God. Some people are yielding to the devil. If you're if there is problems in the church, if there are divisions in the church, understand right now that is the devil. That's not Jesus. Verse 13 says the hiring flees because he is an hireling and he cares not for the sheep. That's not talking about Jesus. Jesus cares for the sheep. Pastors, 
Your job is to care for the sheep. And then Jesus says this in verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. Pastors, do you know your sheep? Do the sheep know you? I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known by mine. The shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And then Jesus goes on and says this, as the father knows me, even so I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Who are the other sheep that Jesus is speaking of? That's you and me. That's the vast multitudes and throngs of Gentiles that have come to the cross, that have embraced Jesus and that are born again. Notice he says to these, he must bring. He must bring. Listen, the rapture is not an if, it's a must. And those he must bring are those that hear his voice. And those that hear his voice shall be one fold. And of course, you know, Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 3, how God is taking the two houses and he's making one new man. He's taken the house of Israel. He's taken the house of the Gentile. He's made it one. Praise God. We have one shepherd. His name is Jesus. And there's one fold. Now there's many members throughout the world, but they all are one fold under one shepherd, and his name is Jesus. And then Jesus goes on and he says this, Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again? No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. So I want to ask you a question. How much does God love true pastors? Oh, I tell you, God loves pastors. God loves the pastors who lay down their lives for the sheep. In the same manner that, that God the Father loves his son because he is laying his life down or has laid his life down for the sheep. So God loves pastors who lay down their lives for the sheep. And for the faithful shepherds, for the faithful pastors, there is a crown to be won and to be rewarded. So in finishing out this section, there was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, he has a devil and is mad. Why hear you him? Others said, these are not the words of him that has a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And you know, this same division about Jesus still exists today. And there are Jews that call Jesus the illegitimate son of a whore. Can you believe that? Can you believe that any person would speak something so vile about our Savior? But yet they do all the time. And yet there are those who call him Messiah. That's the difference between those that hear the voice of the good shepherd and those who do not. 
Jesus said to those that hear him and believe his words that they will have eternal life and those who do not believe his words will not. And so the decision now that we're living on this side of the cross, now that the gospel has been preached, it's preached behind the pulpits, it's preached on radio, it's preached on TV, it's preached through satellite. Amen. Now the decision becomes ours to make. Either Jesus Christ is the savior of the world or he is an imposter. But now our decision Let me tell you, eternity hangs upon our decision. It hangs in the balance based upon what we believe. Is Jesus Christ the Lord or is he an imposter? And I'm telling you, these 21 verses, they need to be studied. They need to be meditated on by God's people, by his pastors. Now, let's once again, before we end, This is what Jesus said about a true shepherd and what a true shepherd looks like. To be a shepherd or a pastor is a calling from God. Only God himself opens up the way. It's a God called office. The second thing is that a shepherd always puts his sheep first. He goes before them. He leads them. Pastors who fail to lead, they're not pastors. Pastors, you have to lead your sheep. God expects you to do that. He expects you to lead them beside the, uh, the, into the green pastures and beside the still waters. He expects you to restore their soul. Shepherds are the door that leads the sheep to salvation in Christ. Shepherds give their life for the sheep. And shepherds are not hirelings. They do not flee when trouble comes. They protect the sheep. They stand in front of the sheep. And shepherds know their sheep and their sheep know them. That's because they spend time with them, getting to know them. And there will always be other sheep that he brings into the sheepfold. He brings them in. He loves them. He cares for them. And he makes them one fold. Not different folds, but one fold. That's our good shepherd. Amen. Father, we bless you today. We give you praise and honor and glory now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rb. TC86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. 
This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.